Thanks for tuning in to Andrea in the Morning. This is Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and following. I hope you've liked our page on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash sugar-free coach, as well as on Twitter. You can catch me on Twitter at sugar-free coach. I will follow back and reciprocate. I always do. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of Random Awesomeness. This series on the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning, is um, bringing you various guests from all over the world, various professions, entrepreneurs, various lifestyles, experiences, ages, generations, and all kinds of tips and resources and information. And today we have on with us Daniel Chapman. He's the author of... uh, Can You Find a Four-Leaf Clover and Teach a Girl to Fish? You've heard him on the show before, and if not, go back and listen to the previous episodes, because today we're going to be talking about something totally different, kind of, or maybe, or maybe not. I'm not sure. That noise you hear in the background is the lovely sound that you hear when you're waiting for a guest to come on air, so I thought it would be cool if we did a little behind-the-scenes chat you know, before the guest comes on. Hey, we're doing things differently because why? Hey, we stuck in the house and we in the house bored and all that stuff. But no, I'm not really bored. But anyway, it's a cute little jingle if you didn't see my little TikTok video. Um, But anyway, so yeah, he is a biochemist, biotechnologist. We don't make sure I get all my words right when he come on here, y'all. But Um, He's a musician, an artist, an author, and um, I've read both his books. They're really good. And so I'm very excited to have him on with us today for this Random Awesomeness series because it's so relevant. And I know as the polymath renaissance man that he is, he has some probably awesome knowledge to share with us. So we're going to, you know, ask him all the questions. And um, probably give him his disclaimer in the beginning that he can, you know, neither confirm nor deny any of the information. Because I don't know what I'm supposed to ask and what I'm not supposed to ask as far as, I don't know, there's stuff, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Y'all know me. I mean, I'm not really a conspiracy theorist, but at the same time, you know, I, I know that there's always more to the story than what you hear on the news or whatever. So, you know. I'm going to ask him some stuff related to being the master scientist biotechnology (laughs) graduate that he is and professional. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about some things. Um, This is the fourth episode, third guest in the series. So please do go back and listen to the previous ones if you haven't already. It's a really, really good series. And. Um, also to share a comment, follow the people, you know, hit us up, let us know you loved it and all that good stuff like that. And if you haven't picked up, uh, your copy of, uh, 
Living Sugar Free Revealed, Ask Me Secrets, go do that on Amazon. You can get the ebook if you like. It is on that. I can never think of the name of it. Unlimited, that's what it is. Got it today. Amazon Unlimited. Yeah, you can go do that if you're a prime person. Um, follow us all around social media, and we'll be right back after a break uh, with Daniel Chapman. <laughs> and I'll introduce Daniel. So much knowledge to share, y'all. He's an author. He wrote two children's books. Um, I read both of them. They're really great. Um, he's an artist, musician, um, really great writer, you guys. Very smart and deep. We're going to talk about some Renaissance period stuff. Hmm. And um, I'm just so excited to have him back, you guys. This is like your third time back, I think. Daniel, welcome. Thank you so much for being with us. It is number three, lucky number three. Before we get into this, because he's a microbiologist, I want to keep talking about what I was talking about, Daniel, because you kind of came in on the beginning of a conversation, which I was trying to hurry up and get it in before you came <laughs> on. But even though I talk fast, I've been putting too much information. So um, I showed y'all the gel that I put on my hand and it hurts y'all, but it stops hurting when I put that on there. It's bad. Um, and I've had worse, by the way, because y'all know I'm just I'm kind of country and like outdoorsy and soldier. So I just stub my toe, you know whatever, keep it moving. Put some duct tape on it, how they say. <laughs> this is my gum, which I'm funny about gum. I don't, um, I, I love bubble gum, always have since I was young, but I don't chew gum because of the whole aspartame thing. You cannot find any gum in the stores with no aspartame in it. And this has no aspartame. It's really good too. There are several flavors. This is my chapstick. Y'all, this is just stuff I have laying around because um, my area is messy right now. But I felt bad because this man was talking about how great the company is doing, all the provisions they had taken even before America went on lockdown, um, the ridiculous growth in the company because nobody can get hand sanitizer and people want trusted products and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, y'all, shame on me because I'm the type of person that will beat you over your head with something that's good for you. I know y'all, a lot of y'all think that about me, but I'm not that bad anymore. Not like I used to be when I was younger, but this is really something that I should have been beating people over the head with because um, a is additional income if you choose to do that, but never mind all that. These are products that most people can't even get. I mean, I have a relative who's a healthcare worker and couldn't get hand sanitizer, so I had to teach her how to make it. But pff, I wasn't even thinking, oh, get her some of this stuff, right? I, you know, because I'm not always on my hustle, quote unquote. We in an inside group, so we can keep it real. And y'all, podcasters, y'all are part of my in inside group, y'all. This is, I mean, being a social entrepreneur, but not. Um, taking for granted the fact that you have to still be on your hustle because how are you going to help other people? How are you going to do community service if you're not making money doing the thing it is that you're supposed to be making money to do to support whatever your passion is that you do just because you love it or because you're helping or whatever. So there has to be a balance in there. So I recognize, you know, I'm not all that great in that area. And so this is not me beating y'all over the head. It's really not. This is me saying shame on me for not saying more because I realize and recognize that people aren't getting the stuff, A. But B, the stuff that's available in the stores is contributing to the, and maybe it is divine that I got the uh, scientist on the phone just as I was saying this. How about that? So he can check me if I'm wrong. The chemicals that people are buying off the shelves that you can't really get right now, but if you do get or if you already have, cause respiratory issues 
that are almost rivaled to smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. So if, if you're already weakening your respiratory system, hello, in a pandemic that attacks your respiratory system, probably not a good idea. The other thing is, um, I haven't heard it on the news yet, y'all, but I promise I'm not lying. Y'all know I don't make up stuff that's crucial or whatever. But I've been hearing from multiple sources that I trust that right now you should really stay away from ANSAIDs, aspirin, and um, ibuprofen, and all that. And I can't remember. They might have said one of them is okay, and it might have been tight. Sometimes, you know, they say don't take this, take Tylenol. I can't remember. Don't take none of them because it was more than one. I can't remember which all or if it's all of them, but they contribute to the coronavirus. It likes it. So whereas they thought, yeah, it is people with weak immune systems, but also to a lot of the older people take these um, over-the-counter um, pills, the aspirin-y type pills every day to fight these other issues they had. And so that made them more susceptible. And um, I ain't heard him yet get on the news and say, stop taking that, but whatever medical industry, whatever. That's a whole nother conversation for another day. Y'all know how I feel about that. Um, but anyway, I'm going to tell you what I know from sources that I trust in high places. And I can't tell you how I know them for that reason. Because if it was just a news article, I would just cite the article, but there are no news articles. <laughs> so anyway, y'all, I got Daniel Chapman waiting patiently on the line because he know I'm going to talk his head off when we start talking. But I had to get that out there and I had to share those products. So if you are not um, have at least read up or go click on sugarfreecoaching.com where it says um, refers. And then it'll tell you the wellness products thing. Just click and go read well products that actually are proven to fight all this foolishness. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell y'all that that's what I'm doing. That's, I don't use no bleach. That's disgusting. It's poison. And so I said my piece on that. I'm moving on in the show, y'all. We have a very special guest for you today. Thank you so, so much for joining me for this very special episode. Y'all, when I asked him to come on, I really didn't even realize how profound it was about to be because Daniel and I on previous shows, please do go back and listen to him because we're not going to go back. We're not going back. We're going forward. We talked about uh, Age of Enlightenment, Renaissance period. We talked about the Mayan calendar and you know the theories and whatever and moving towards the matriarchal society and all that kind of stuff. You can go deep into that if you want to. That's not what we talked about today. We're in the here and then we're in the now. And I thought, huh, I wonder what Daniel thinks about what's going on. I got to have him on the show. It's random awesomeness. So without further ado, I want to introduce y'all to Daniel Chapman, my homie, my friend. I'm so honored to say. I'm so glad that we met when we did. Um, he and his fiance are so adorable on social media, y'all. He shares awesome music across multiple platforms. He shares his writings. You can buy his books for your kids. Um, he's a bomb diggity musician, y'all. Go on um, all the Spinrilla and all them little hip music sites y'all like and find all his stuff over there too. I always share the links and everything. But again, never mind all of that. We're going to talk about that too, y'all. This man is a scientist, okay? He's a young, black Millennial? I'm Di Dalio, author of Don't Drink the Water, and you're listening to the Living Sugar Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the Morning. So, Daniel. Yes. First hey. and foremost, before I get carried away asking you all the questions I want to ask you, what do you have going on that you want to share with the people? 
Um, Four Leaf Clover is getting an update. End of the year. More like end of the this season. So probably beginning of the fall. End of oh, the summer. You mean a full rewrite or you mean like a new cover? Um, new cover, new pictures. Nice. Getting an update. And uh, it's going to get it's going to be a slight editing. There's some touch-ups. I'm a firm believer in change. Good for um, you. I'm a firm That's believer exciting. in change is terrifying. <laughs> so, so you face it head on. So are you going to have a big launch for that so that like all of your existing fan base can like get copies or, you know, do something special or something? Pre -order or the, something? the book is in Second and Charles. It's not in... It's in a place Second and Charles orders from. So they have access to my book. They just need to be made aware that they need to be ordering my book. So so people need to ask for your book at Second and Charles. Yes, they can order it there. They can also still order it on Amazon. Uh, the reason for the update is um, I, I want to print in hardback. So uh, I want to go through Ingram Spark. Um, Nearby ISBN, just go through Ingram Spark, and then I'm going to uh, republish. I want to go. This hardback is nice. It's nice yeah, to hold. Nice to have classic hardback shit. I don't even have as many as I used to. I mean, if you look back at the old, old videos, my bookcase that I had before you guys, when I was in Georgia, it was very similar to this. That's why I like this one, but it was huge. Yeah. And oh my God, it had books from way back when I was in college that was a long oh. time ago yeah and so what i did when i got that bookshelf i took all of the slip covers off all the books and i put them up there and so they all looked like these old classic books that was my backdrop when i did my videos but i don't have nice. those but yeah hardback is nice i want to do a hardback book as well it's the way Just, to go so you guys that leads us into our um renaissance conversation how about we'll save coronavirus for last Okay. So let's talk about this. Let's recap. Now, no, I don't want to recap. All along, keep up. Everybody go back and listen. I promise you, you will not be wasting your time if you just put your headset in, you know, when you go on your walk or when you're exercising or cooking or doing whatever it is that you do, put your headset on and go back and listen to these old episodes because mm -hmm. you'll be inspired, you guys. If you write books or music or want to get on video or any of that stuff, you will be inspired. That's the only Aww. reason I'm doing this right now. Okay, with my imperfect backdrop, with no makeup on, and I got it. I told you I have to do a hair twist video <laughs> later on, so you can see the hair is not right. I got my sweatshirt on. Y'all know I don't do that. <laughs> I had the little funny video with the sandwich, but I don't do that. And I'm coming out of my shell because of opportunities like this and conversations with people like Daniel and man, bro. Did we know <laughs> back then? that we were going to be sitting here looking like we're looking right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Y'all, Daniel predicted, and we talked about this, and I told him that I had seen that before, and he wasn't the first one, and I believed it. And this, it, 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 we're seeing it right now. Like, okay, Daniel, what is the biggest, I know it's some hard stuff, too. I know it's some hard stuff. <laughs> What is the biggest change that you've seen 
that you feel like is going to be positive and lasting, the biggest impact over this pandemic period that we're in? Uh, the way people crave connection to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's when we, 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 like you said, this is our third conversation. <laughs> We've talked pl- plenty before. I don't really, you know, I don't really like people all over my space, but. Right. The, the, it's mainly like people just move funny. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. It's just people's minds before now, we say six months ago, as compared to six months from now, talk about a year span. Six months ago, people were so I don't know. They they uh, I, I don't I didn't see a lot of people valuing the relationships they had like craving connection with people in a real sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like, which is mainly the reason why I don't create connection with a lot of people is because like, it's really forced a lot of times. It's like h- harsh almost, it's kind of torture. <laughs> but when it's genuine, like that's not, that's not something to mind. And like right. that's that's good. It's kind of like this idea of like living within, like w- living within our means. Like we talk right. all the time about living within our, in, our, in our means fiscally. We should talk about living within our means, like socially, as well. Like, emotionally. Yeah, that that that's that specific limit. Emotionally, because right. like you can only handle you can ha- only handle but like. Man, you better preach. Like, I don't know, like, people overextend themselves all the time for the point of this feeling that we have to get our satisfaction from so many different sources or what have you. I don't know. People's minds are split in so many different places. And you know how many things I do on a daily basis. So that's coming from someone whose mind is literally split in a million different places. Like, it's just, it's insane. And by all means, like, if anyone's feeling judged, you should be. <laughs> no, by all means, like I've, like, I've been there. Like, I've tried doing the whole spreading myself thin, like, emotionally, because I recognize that need in other people, but like at a certain point, I realized that it was more selfish because there was like a circle of people who kind of needed that emotion I was feeding into people who didn't need that emotion. And like I was draining from basically like it's not an infinite reservoir that we have. And like people have incredible strength, sure. Like you have incredible emotional strength, but it's not an infinite reservoir. Like eventually you're gonna tap out. But like now I think people are, are realizing what they had previously taken for granted 
and are starting to think a little bit different. Like, I, okay, like, I didn't get to allocate my time and my effort and my energies into anything over the last, you know, three, four months. You know, now when I go about it, um, you know, how, how am I going to, I think I think it's just going to cause people to think a little more consciously about how they how they interact with the, with the, with the world around them and the people around them. Okay, so I just want to add one thing, and I, oh my god, I promise you, I have not heard this perspective yet. I mean, I've heard it in other ways. You know, people say you know spend time with family, or whatever, but specifically the way that you're presenting it. It is an aha moment. I mean, if we receive it, you know, I'm I'm more like you, introverted. But it, even in my being that way, I have had to do exactly what you just said: recognizing being a good steward, and you know, not giving more to just people who are demanding than what is really um, not owed, but it's allocated. It's, 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 it's already, it's already meant to go these places and these places, these are your responsibilities, but you're not doing this well because you all over here trying to do everything for everybody. And that's not really, you know, heroic and whatever. So, um, all of that, but, right, right. <laughs> but, man, you brought it so deep, yeah. like, man, it's, it's like, probably like a, a, black and white perspective <laughs> like that it, but like think about it this way if all right you you have a sibling you know this uh-huh. right you have a sibling okay uh-huh. so and, and and this is i i should preface this by saying by no means do i think any person is more valuable than another person. Like all, I was gonna say, brother, because two of my siblings are right here on this call, right here, like, and we're not blood related. <laughs> like, like no person is more valuable than another person. But right, um, I understand. Like, so you have like imagine, like I, I don't know the personality of, of of your siblings, but imagine you have a, a sister who who's an extroverted personality, like, like genuinely recharges, <laughs> genuinely recharges from, from the energy that you give off, like your your emotional energy. And there's a stranger you met at Seven Eleven who's also extroverted and feeds off of emotional energy. Like if you know. Like, so you know you're not see you're not gonna see your sister until dinner. It's about lunchtime. You know you stop at Seven Eleven between lunchtime and dinner. You grab a little snack. You meet this person at Seven Eleven, and they start talking to you. Like yes, you can like engage with them, is what I mean. But like you're not gonna like give all like you you. Like if you're not a person who carries too much energy yourself and like give giving your energy like doesn't restore it. Mm-hmm. So like 
like at some point you're gonna need need to recharge and like so we we take those moments to ourselves what i'm saying like mm-hmm. what i mean by not having an infinite re- reservoir is like you, you're gonna want to hold hold true to that so when we come out of this like two three four months from now like people are gonna be more inclined to be like okay you know what maybe maybe i i invested all of this this emotional energy like expended all of this crazy emotional en- energy and like people who probably didn't need that from me as much as some other people needed that from me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, so yeah. two things, two things that you mentioned that I want to um, speak to and touch on and ask you to elaborate on. One is the part about the recharging. And I know we talked about this a little bit on the, um, creator series you guys again go back and watch that but I just want you to share a little bit about that since we're in quarantine and you know self-care is a big thing now but also mm-hmm. too um, the whole I, I just remarked the other day that we're really not social distancing unless we choose to I mean I'm if mm-hmm. social distancing was a person it would be me what <laughs> what we're really mandated to do right now is to physically distance that doesn't mean mm-hmm. we have to socially distance. And so that's why what you were saying is so key because ha- having to physically distance but still being able to socially connect, you can make really, really much greater and deeper relations and, and build greater and deeper bonds because it is not about touching people. It is about sharing of ideas and communicating and connecting of minds and hearts. Right. So. So, so share with me, share with us how you, A, what's the thing that you do for the whole recharging self-care thing, if you don't mind. And then also, too, has the whole social media technology thing really changed for you or is it par for the course? And what things have you learned or changed, you know, through all of this with that? Uh, uh, one, to, to address the first thing, recharging mainly uh, involves a lot of stealing and angry faces, probably. <laughs> um, I, I write uh, a lot. Like, I just write when I literally start like five songs or poems or whatever at once and just start thinking about the same line over and over and over and over and over in my head. And like, I could literally just sit there for like an hour and a half probably looking at or doing something, but thinking about the same thing over and over and over and over in my head. And like, it's kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's like uh, a, a virus code to reset my computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. like trips me to like, okay, wow, I feel like I've been doing that forever, refreshed mm-hmm. back to this. But like, I really try and like, so it's nice to be it's nice to be in spaces where you feel like safe to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you, you should be in a comfortable position to feel like you can reboot because like I'll like I like to reboot, but like you can't do it everywhere. Man, <laughs> but you it is preach. nice to do it. it. It is nice to do it as often as you can do it. So you can try and be, you know, more present. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the social media thing, uh, I'm like, you you know, the weekend, you received my messages. <laughs> I've been trying and I have like a lot of stuff in the works. So it's like really important for me to get back into social media and everything. Um, and I try and stay active as much as possible, at least supporting. I'll go on and I'll like, like some stuff. It's really good for your spirits too. Like, like, I think it's good for me to like also engage and like to support because it makes, you know, like, and that's seeing... also with the understanding that you have mostly supportive people in your network or in your feed. Cause if not, it can be just the opposite and be totally exhausting and saying, be careful with that y'all. That's true too. So like, um, I, I did, I, I, I took a, I took a break, um, because I needed to refocus on what I was doing. Like mainly with all of these changes and mind you, I do, I, like you said, I am a scientist. I do still work in the healthcare industry. So right now I'm putting in probably the same amount of hours as I've been putting in, but it's, it's kind of taken some focus because there is a, like a stressed, like alarm raised about it. So like that's been taking a lot of my focus. And then um, I decided to continue with my med school studies um, because I'm planning that at the end of this year. So I want to do that. In addition to that, I was trying to plan like a few more creative projects because that is very important to me is to keep the creative projects going in lieu of everything that's going on. Because as we discussed last time, uh, it is the year. I don't care what is going on in the first third of the year. It is officially the 20s. That's right. So I have not been active for probably at least, I've been, I've been spacey on and off active like trying to do things, trying to get back here and there, um, trying to show that like even quieted, like still here, things are still kicking. Um, I was for like a week there, I was like a little sad because I was like, oh, wow. So it was just like back to back blow because January started off kind of like awful. And then followed up in February kind of like seemed a little short and I was a little stuck and also coronavirus was starting so it was like a lot of things are happening and I don't really know what's going on and then March comes around and here we are in April and I'm like okay but that only furthers my point that it is now more time than any like I think now is the time where we're going to see the best chance for uh, a new renaissance. Uh, You said so many things. I'm always talking, right? But still, (laughs) you know what? You could talk all day. You can come on the show anytime you want to long as you keep on talking what you're talking because you know y'all i just want to say this don't be offended if it's you please <laughs> i might say your name in the chat already and i'm still gonna say it 
because it might be more than one of y'all. <laughs> who else's job is it to say if I don't say it, right? So if I know about some big money somewhere and I don't tell you about it, you're going to be mad. Likewise, if I see you about to run into a brick wall and I don't tell you, you're going to be mad. Mm-hmm. Y'all stop letting people get y'all worked up about that post where it says you don't come out of it with a skill or new whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then there's an alternate meme and that's so dumb. Why are mm-hmm. we having meme wars, y'all? We don't even know who started the meme. <laughs> Somebody countered with some sappy response about how, oh no, if you come out alive and you don't commit suicide, what? Why are you suggesting that I might commit suicide? And granted, some people will. Some people will. Yeah. But if they're going to, and the people that know them and love them can't stop them, some random meme on the internet ain't gonna do it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's also too a defeating self-sabotaging negative behavior to take a meme that's meant to motivate and encourage people and be offended by it. They're not talking to you and mm-hmm. hit dog a holler anyway. So if you feel like you're going to be one of the people who's going to be out in the streets carousing and partying instead of being quarantined or you hate reading, a lot of <laughs> us hate reading y'all. I don't really mm-hmm. particularly like it myself. Okay. But I do it because how is she going to learn stuff, right? Whatever the thing is, sometimes we have to do stuff we don't like. And being offended by the concept that we should come out of this on the other side with some sort of new enlightenment or positive way of thinking or looking at the bright side or learning stuff or starting a business or whatever Uh is unnecessarily negative and you sabotaging your own self. What Daniel is saying, I can bear witness, is true. I saw it coming. I heard people saying it before it came. A whole lot of people got a whole bunch of conspiracy theories. I'm not down with all of that because sometimes the government just don't tell everybody everything because they can't because the masses act stupid. It's called groupthink and mob mentality. Mm-hmm. They can't tell y'all everything. Okay? <laughs> so that's not a conspiracy. It's just folk doing their job. Okay, And I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to do it. And clearly... Y'all wouldn't want to do it because you'd be over there doing it. So I'm not looking at it that way. I'm not caught up in all of that stuff. That's the fact. It is what it is. Military, government, blah, blah, blah. But in the meantime, we as individuals have to look at what am I going to do with this? What can I get out of it? How can I win? How can I help my friends and family? How can I make something? How can I come out on the other side better? And if we're not thinking that, if we're all just sitting around going, whoa, is me mad because you're not getting a stimulus check? For real. No, that's a real conversation. And somebody that I actually know personally mad because they're not getting a stimulus check because they make too much money. Their wow. taxpayers, their taxpaying dollars are going to people who don't even pay taxes. Wow. Exa- extra wow, Daniel. I, I was so, I had, to, I had to get myself together because I don't want to have that level of disgust for nobody. I don't even want to feel that way about Donald Trump. So I don't want to look down on right. anybody for their ignorant behaviors. But that thing disgusted me so much and it would be somebody that I know. I'm not going to say no. nothing. I'm not going to say a word <laughs> because that's a lifestyle. That's a, that's a club, you know, the mean girls club, the clique. You mm-hmm. you're not a social entrepreneur. You're not, I mean, I'm not saying that you're a bad person, but you're not on this journey. 
over here that we trying to be on. So that's all good. Yeah. I grew to that, y'all. Because back in the day, ooh, I would have ate. Yeah. And it's have. crazy. I've, I've <laughs> like, seen little things about people responding to how people are re- reacting um, and what people are trying to do. It's nice. The world's coming together. Like, you see, like, almost every commercial is has turned from somebody trying to outbid their competitor to them making a don't donation claim or a claim of confidence to, to support each other during these difficult times. Yeah. Or solutions. And... and more importantly, people have, and this is to everybody who turns their nose up at people, someone learning a skill, like an artistic skill. So people who knit and crochet, like there are people, <laughs> there are people out here making masks right now. During, Yes, like six of my friends got masks they're selling on their side hustle. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about, it? okay, people just sitting around trying to learn a new hustle. Well, that's kind of how the economy has consistently recovered. So if you're looking for ways to make money out of this, and why shouldn't you be? There's no reason why mm-hmm. you should feel like because something bad happened, it's bad to take advantage of. But I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it's not arrogant or vain or, or any of those things for you to be in a crisis situation and say, hey, that's a good a business idea. That's called being a social entrepreneur. It's using mm-hmm. business solutions to solve global issues. And there's no reason why you can't make a buck off of it if you solve a problem. There's nothing wrong. And so yep. make some bottles, y'all. Make some caps, make some tops, all that kind of stuff. It's hard to come by right now. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and when's the last? Do you cut your own hair? Uh, I do. Not, I, I have clippers. I have cut my hair in the past. I just prefer to go to a barber. So you haven't had a haircut in a while, huh? No, I look rough. So that's the other thing, y'all. If you're looking to invest in stuff, you got to invest in... um. Um, hair removal products, y'all, because I I don't think about it in my own situation like something that a lot of other people deal with, even though every time I have a conversation, they do. So invest, mm-hmm. you, you know, invest in some hair removal stuff, y'all, some healthy kind if you can find it. <laughs> <laughs> so Daniel, mm-hmm. so we got your, we got your, um, your, 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 your cool down, if you will, your your level set, if you will, is to do your thing. And that speaks even more to the whole theory of the Renaissance period, because basically what you described, in addition, and you said this on the last show, in addition to quality family time, what you described is being involved in your passions, being creative with your passions, doing the things that you love, you know, going inward and 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 producing and creating and, and feeling good about all those things sort of is the very thing that can cause you to level set. Mm-hmm. So, y'all, that's why the whole thing about oh, you know, gain a skill, gain or whatever, it's it's kind of a big deal. You know, I'm not just trying to get involved in a meme war. That one seems kind of dangerous to me because (laughs) 
it is a big deal that yeah. you learn something new. If you're in the house, even if you have stuff to do, even if you have children, there's something that you've been meaning to do or been longing to do or been wanting to accomplish that you finally have the time to do. What's wrong with attempting that thing? You might not, let's say you want to get a certain degree, you might not graduate, but guess what? You might learn something new in that, or you join a club, you might not like it. Whatever the thing is, it might be just one little step towards whatever other thing it is. But what is wrong with trying and being in the mindset to be willing to participate in this type of movement. Well, where's the bad in it? I, I can't find it. I can't find it. And, and it doesn't mean that we're gonna shame people who don't do it. That's not what that means. And, and nobody has to assume that. It's, it doesn't mean that we're gonna line people up who don't start businesses or get new skills. Or let me say this, who are bomb diggity parents homeschooling their kids from home and making sure that their kids still get a valuable education and become decent. <laughs> human beings imagine that shout out to the parent on this call this okay but whatever the thing is that even in that that's new school because you didn't go to school to be a teacher so whatever and, and i was like y'all if we survive it and don't commit suicide and don't kill nobody and don't catch coronavirus and whatever that is a skill it's called survival yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I dare say many people out here don't have it because if they did, they wouldn't be crying like they are. So, y'all, you are learning the skill. So why, why are you mad? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so let's talk about this thing, y'all. Let's talk about this coronavirus thing. I don't know, y'all. I've had people on my show sometimes that have had um, high-level clearances and work in high-level positions or have jobs where, like I said earlier, you can't tell the mask is everything. And that goes for the government, but that also goes for corporate America. It goes for, it goes for basic patents because you can't tell everybody everything. So mm -hmm. I recognize that. So y'all just know. I might ask some questions that he can't answer. <laughs> I'm just saying. We're going to try, okay? <laughs> First of all, Daniel, in spite of the being an empath and feeling the emotional pressure of it, and there's something in what you were talking about earlier about being an introvert or any type of um, spectrum, um, any any of the people who fit into sort of our little weirdo, you know, club, mm -hmm. if you will, of people who don't do social. There's a lot of people yeah, yeah. who don't want to leave nobody out. But for whatever reason, you don't do social. Even in that, I don't know about you, but I have been feeling, I have had to even in that change and adjust because I have developed, I guess, a level of comfortability with my flow and how I do things. But when everybody else left their office and came to the house and got online or is now all of a sudden available to talk on the phone or is all of a sudden now available to talk or chat or you know, whatever the thing is, it's a lot. It's almost like I'm socializing. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like, uh -huh. it's almost like it was before I said, oh, wait a minute, this world's not for me. Let me set my life up this way and do it this way. I can function better this way. Now I've had to readjust again. And guess what? The, the learning, um, the aha moment for me was, oh, 
even if we don't go to a nine to five every day, even if we don't, even if we have our own business, even whatever it is, a lot of us still have rush, rush on us. And it can be transferred or taken on from other people, you know, just like feeling the weight of the world with this uh-huh. pandemic, you feel the, the rush of the world on a regular basis. So even if you don't have a boss or have to clock in, you're still on the schedule, you know, you're up early, you're doing these things. It's like a written code of how you're supposed to do entrepreneurship. And now everybody laying on the couch and showing up on video in their PJs and their sweatshirts. And I don't really roll like that, but now everybody else is rolling like that. So now I'm looking like I'm not being authentic if I don't roll like that too. And so (laughs) I had to get a self check and go, Andrea, people have called you a witch. (laughs) People have called you all kinds of things. But if you were a witch, this would have been the perfect spell because basically what you did was you created an environment that you can thrive in. I cannot, it's, it's harder, but if you, if you <laughs> take ownership of it and take responsibility for your self-care and your schedule and all those sorts of things, we're in a real prime sweet spot right now to own it and thrive and, and do whatever it is we want to do. Uh-huh. You feeling that? Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, so what is the person who says, Daniel, Andrea, we y'all talking all this Renaissance stuff? I'm from the hood. I don't, I don't read books. I ain't <laughs> had no, you know, I don't know all that stuff y'all talking about. What's this Renaissance and why should I care? How do I, you know, that's not fair. Oh, y'all are privileged. Y'all went to college. <laughs> I didn't get to go to college. What 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 does the Renaissance have for me? How does someone like that, who has that type of mindset, and y'all, I could have put on any persona because I I could have made the persona black, white, female, male. I could have made the persona international. I could have put any persona mm-hmm. in any hardship on what I just said because a lot of people are feeling that. Don't think your situation is unique. We all have issues with not doing all that we could do to have what we want and to be who we want to be. And this is an opportunity for us to break through a lot of it right now. So, you know, what you, what do you say to the homies? What do you say to young, young dudes who are like, yeah, Daniel, man, I can't be like you. I didn't go to college. My mama don't have no money to send me to college, you know, or I'm from West Virginia. You know, we, you know, we got to work these, whatever the thing is, or I'm a woman, whatever. How does someone, Help me help people see that they too can, whatever the thing is right now, move forward in what we're talking about. I feel like, so it's crazy because like, so before this whole coronavirus stuff hit, I requested time off from work to go, you know, it's all safe and everything. (laughs) To request the time off from work. Uh, to go uh, do a career day at my old high school. And I was like, I had thought for like a good two weeks straight about like what I was going to say. Like, oh my God, it's been forever. I'm 26 now. High school was officially 10 years ago for me. So I'm like, what am I going to say? And I was like, uh, I was like trying to think of how I was 10 years ago, because, like, I can actually remember, I can remember that. Like, I, I, I haven't changed that much in 10 years. And I was like, uh, probably sitting during career day 
if I was paying attention and not eating in class instead, because I did do that sometimes, maybe. All of my teachers know it's fine. I would probably have been like, how does this relate to me and what I'm going through right now? And the answer I think is very simple in my eyes is that it comes down to a matter of two things, quality of life and choices. Like everybody, I, I don't think there, there's very many people in this, this world that you'll ask, do you want to be happy? And they'll say no. Like without just being, you know, an a-hole for no reason. But for most people, regardless of what happiness looks like for anybody, for most people, they just want to be happy. So in order for them to be happy, they have to have a, like a certain level of control over choices. And I think the majority of people can wrap their head around that concept. I think what's hard for them to wrap their heads around is specifically what those choices need to be in relation to. And that is in something like a new renaissance. It's specifically about the coming together of people. It's what, what is so beautiful about what we do get to watch right now while coronavirus is happening is that, well, nature is healing itself. Amen. Well, how does that happen? Amen. How, how, how does that happen? Uh, maybe we were a little bit harsher than we needed to be. So, like, it all comes down to, like, I, I, I strongly believe in homeostasis. <laughs> Equilibrium needs to be achieved. Like that's why the that's why the universe is constantly searching for it. Like that's why it's trying to achieve it. That's why there's this constant influx and balance of you know one side of matter and antimatter. Like these things, like they flux because they're trying to achieve equilibrium, but it's hard to because everything pulls so strongly. Mm-hmm. So when I say that it's specifically time for a new renaissance in 2020, it's because people, what the renaissance and what, what I've always truly believed to be uh, and, and have done is that it kind of depolarized people. Like it really did. Like it, it gave a common ground for people to stand on. Like it's it's about no no matter what background you come from or 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 what your experiences are, the greatest thing is nobody gives a rat's ass. But everybody gives a rat's ass because it's about sharing that and hearing a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Like you engage in it so you can grow and absorb. 
for the sake of growth, basically. And for the sake of having the opportunity to have all of those other things you talked about, the sustainability. Because if you don't, what are your options? Right. I mean, if you know a better way, tell me what it is. If you think we're wrong and you know a better way, tell me what it is. But if I truly, be- I truly believe the source of unhappiness is ignorance. Like it has to be, it has to be, it has to be not knowing. And being willfully ignorant makes you especially miserable because then you're the type of person who just goes around and don't want to never hear nothing. Right. And <laughs> I always say, don't like, believe poop stinks until it's rubbed on your nose. <laughs> I always think about like the the things that that may, and, and by no means like that I have a perfect life. Um, and by no means was, was it, was it even probably the worst, but like, when I think about the things that, that made me like, that brought me sadness, it it was, it it truly boiled down to not knowing, like. That's good word. Hey, yeah, yeah. And you can put that across multiple scenarios. Yeah. It was like not knowing how to solve the problems around me, mm-hmm. like not knowing, you know, where my next meal was coming from, mm-hmm. like not knowing, like not knowing just seemed, seemed to me like, like once, I, like I, if I could figure out a way to at least know what my situation was, then at least I'd have a chance, like the best chance of changing that situation if it needed to be changed. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that was the best situation I was supposed to be in, but having knowledge of that would have at least brought me some comfort. That's right. But like, it, it all boils down to that. And like, mm-hmm. that's that's all the Renaissance is about is about knowing, and like broadening, like your yourself. Like you said, it is. It's all about growth, and I I don't think that has any specific face on it. I think everyone can benefit from growth. And and back then, you guys, we now now we have the internet. Back then, it was the printing press, I believe, that was sort of the new information um, sharing thing that allowed us to do what he just described of the whole shift of humans becoming more, you know, uh, connected and aware of their ability to you know, engage and participate. And and it's not just about, you know, um, like now, you know, we're going to move from it, not just, well, and we already kind of are, but even more so, you know, being about whoever the, you know, um, promoted or funded or underwritten or sponsored celebrity, author, musician, whatever it is, there's all these other people who are also you know, t- equally as talented sometimes and also to have an avenue and an opportunity to A, learn and pursue their craft, but also to B, to share it and and make money off of it and, you know, whatever other things. So, yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying <laughs> that. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like, like, I submit <laughs> that if you have a problem with the concept we're describing, therein lies your unhappiness. Seriously. Because... Fair. I think that's fair. Huh? I think that's fair. (laughs) Because oftentimes, 
anytime. I mean, I, I've been in enough situations in my life where I had a learning curve. The nature of my life and who I am, the neurodivergence that I have gives me a learning curve with certain things from youth, from element, from preschool, even now as an adult, on a daily basis. Like I have had to get mm -hmm. real comfortable with admitting that I don't have a clue about what somebody is talking about. <laughs> and yeah, I mm -hmm. might know this thing that's real technical that a lot of people don't know, but that basic thing that everybody just laughed at, I don't know what y'all talking about, I'm lost. And if you don't get comfortable with that, oh my God, right? Yes. You'll just be lost all the time. So. I submit that if you have a problem with what we're talking about, if you want to continue to get angry about motivational memes and make it seem like somebody was shaming somebody when they weren't, that is what your issue is. That is why you're not happy. Because instead of trying, nothing beats a failure but a try, at least try it and then come back and tell us we were wrong uh -huh. or ask us for help and say, hey, I don't get what y'all was talking about and whatever. CP, don't knock the camera over, please. I don't get what y'all was talking about. You know, can somebody explain it to me? Guess what? We got programs. We got groups. We got people who do this. This is their thing. So instead of sitting uh -huh. back being mad because we stepped on your toes, try it. Because if you always get mad when your toes get stepped on, you're going to miss out on a whole lot of opportunities. You're going to miss out on a whole lot of opportunities for growth. You're going to miss out on money opportunities, opportunities to meet people. Sometimes people that we don't necessarily like at first, people that rub us the wrong way end up giving us like information that's like, oh, I don't have no shame in telling y'all Gary Vee is a perfect example of that. I'm not... I'm not, you know, perfect. I'm not Miss Prim and Proper mm -hmm. with my mouth. I try because of my audience not to curse, you know, on a regular basis a lot. When my uh -huh. slip out, forgive me, whatever. My girl Keith will sometimes be like, she'll have me on speakerphone. <laughs> She'll be like, Andrea. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, I got excited. But <laughs> but when when you when you're okay, you know with who you are and you're just doing the best you can and, and learning and, and growing and willing to be part of that process, then you're okay with the things that are uncomfortable. You can even laugh about them and grow through them. But if you're sitting around mad mm -hmm. because of the suggestion of the possibility of your growth, you're going to be miserable and you just going to be miserable. And you need to get that off of you and, and yeah. go deep in your closet, your prayer time, meditation time, do whatever it is. Look up a book on it. Ask yourself, why does my mind and my heart and my spirit get so angry and offended at the thought of growth and change and learning something mm -hmm. new and trying something different? Because that's the trick. We don't need a conspiracy. We don't need a plot or anybody to be against you. You ain't got nothing to do with the president or whatever. You sabotage your own self. Period. Sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Daniel. Yeah. I'm a co-signer all the way. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kyle Hesser, producer and star of the independent film Preacher 6, and you are listening to Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show with Andrea in the Morning. So, Daniel, is it true uh, that the 
and correct me where I was wrong, because I threw all of them out there, because I don't take none of them. I said aspirin, Advil, Tylenol, <laughs> ibuprofen, NSAIDs, whatever, all of them. Stop taking it, because coronavirus likes it. Can you confirm or deny that suspicion? I feel comfortable enough to say I don't know, but I will find out an answer okay. for you. But based on based on what I do know, um, probably, like I, I, there is some reasonability to that to that theory based on just how it works and what NSAIDs are, like they're anti-inflammatories, and. Like it's 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 not the coronavirus that kills you. It, it is it's your immune system's response to the coronavirus that kills you. Did y'all hear that? You just knocked out like three other questions that I had, so he covered that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all, I cannot tell you how blessed and fortunate this brain right here is. To a first of all, have a show. Let me give oh. thanks for this having the show and for people actually being on here more than one or two people being out here willing to listen to me. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honored. <laughs> but I'm honored and grateful that I have a network of friends that are like interesting for y'all to listen to. And I learn stuff from them. And I'm just, I mean, if this ain't the Renaissance boo, <laughs> I, I don't know what to tell y'all because I've been here for a while <laughs> and I've never had a circle of friends like this before. And it's for such a time as now that people are coming together for a common good and, and not just the common good of making sure that people survive and taking care of the sick and all those sorts of things, which are important, not just the common good of keeping commerce functioning and businesses running and truckers and salute to all those people, uh -huh. the military, all those people, but also the common good of just looking out for our fellow humans and trying to keep a positive tone in the world and being encouraging and positive and not sitting around on the internet crying and complaining all day. And if that's you, don't get mad. I'm sorry. I don't really care. But I'm just saying, don't do it no more. Don't participate. If you got friends that's doing that and you've been doing it with them, don't play along no more. Stop. You, how about this? How about if you don't believe what I'm saying statistically and that people in your audience and in your news feed and across the world that you're sending shockwaves of negativity, how about you grieve in my spirit? And you could say unfollow or whatever, but if we friends, why should I just unfollow you? Just because you said something stupid on Facebook or on Twitter or Instagram or wherever. And y'all, people make jokes. Jokes are funny. I'm laughing at some of these memes. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the people who are commiserating all day, every day about the horrors of what's going on and how it ain't going to get no better and oh, the president and oh, woo, woo, woo. Oh. It's too much, y'all. Stop doing that to us. Stop doing it to me. And stop doing it to your audience. <laughs> and read a book. Read my book. Read Daniel's book. Yeah. Very good suggestion. I mean... Read Andrea's book. Do it. You might just learn a thing or two about how to deal with this weird world from some weird people. Oh, imagine that as a concept. <laughs> Everybody is having to function this way so there will be no more shaming of people for looking at their phones all the time because this is going to be the way of life and mm -hmm. that's how some people function some people look at their phone all the time to keep from kirking out from all the other sensory issues around you know and, and some people look at their mm -hmm. phone all the time because they're managing their whole life through their phone it's not just people being bored or you know 
looking at stupid videos or don't have nothing better to do and all these sorts of negative societal remarks that I've heard people make the first time around. And we're back here now again, right? Even though everybody's on Mm -hmm. the internet, we have things like TikTok and Bitcoin and some little new nuances of technology that even many of us old heads, you know, we're just now learning. But the mean kids are still doing the, uh, what you doing over there? You must be bored or that's ridiculous. I ain't doing that. Same thing like with, I got to learn a skill and all that bunch of foolishness. And it's deja vu Mm. because I know that I'll say in five years or 10 years, but it might be in three months, those people are going to be clamoring to figure out some of this stuff that we're talking about. And so this time around, it's like, Mm -hmm. I know better. I already know how it's going down. I already know how people act. I already know they're going to have to come along. And so now I can be, you know, emotionally in a better position to help people through it. Cause even people who don't want to hear it now, they'll be back later and all that kind of stuff. (laughs) But also too, I'll be in a better position to, um, position better me inc you know the network and also to um you know other business people and the collaborative of what we're doing mm-hmm. in a better position because people need what we have and what we've been doing for 10 years mm-hmm. and they can't they got millions of dollars and they can't figure out how to do it right <laughs> so I choose to look at that as an opportunity and build on it and see what we can do. And I really hope y'all that all of y'all listen. I didn't plan this. I didn't ask Daniel to come on here and talk about Renaissance so I could beat y'all over the head with wellness products and make y'all get on TikTok. I promise (laughs) I didn't. But I'm telling (laughs) y'all, Bitcoin is coming. You are going to have to have an electronic wallet. And if you would mosey on over to Empire Avenue, which I've been telling people about for six years, you'll learn everything you need to know about Bitcoin from my friends over at Empire Avenue who already been making stupid amounts of money on Bitcoin. So that way, when the FDIC roll it out, you won't get jacked. Since y'all believe that the FDIC is going to jack you, why not go learn everything you can learn right now about it? That could be your new skill. Okay. Get yourself on TikTok because yeah. y'all, <laughs> you said something earlier in the show about um, getting back on social media. And that's the story of us all, y'all. If you look at my page right now, it look exactly the way Daniel described. Because guess what? We're introverts and sometimes we don't feel like it. And sometimes the world is too much and there's too much going on. And I just don't have time sometimes. Yeah. When you do a short, brief story or a short, brief TikTok, I don't want to exaggerate, so I'm not even going to go there with the numbers, y'all, but the amount of traffic and hits that you get on TikTok and the trickle over to Instagram and YouTube, it's like I've never seen with social media. But it's that quick, just like Twitter too, y'all, Twitter and TikTok, y'all, and doing your Instagram stories is a quick way to check in with the people and touch up with the people when it's not something you don't want to put any or everything on your feed because that's the type of people we are. and You might want to keep your feed clean or whatever. It's the reality of what we're talking about. It's it's living sugar-free. It's what I do. It's what I've been doing because it's what I believe. It's the ask me secrets. It's the what Daniel just said. This is the it's us giving back the thing that that who we are, what our art is. And it just so happens that my mm-hmm. art, my special interest has been humans and behavior and society and community and networks and sustainability tiktok y'all we got andrea on tiktok she's killing it she got like 900 followers already it's only been a few days 
and I nice. need you. The, okay, here's why I need you to be on TikTok with me. And I know, y'all. I know. <laughs> I know. Nobody has time for yet another social media app, especially for those of us doing it well who got plenty of them already. But guys, y'all know my, if you've been following my social media, my tips, y'all know, I don't, I don't, if it's not a good pass through, if they're not working well with other people, I'm not wasting my time like that. So except that I'm able to post mm-hmm. a TikTok and share it a bunch of other places, I wouldn't be doing it. So it is not adding another social media platform. It is using a tool, okay? You're adding a better tool as your middle or your forefront in, in the process, your supply chain process. You're taking one tool okay. out and putting this one in instead. Because if you have any type of posting agent huh. that you're using, you might as well use TikTok instead. You can also use Instagram right. in that manner, right? But you guys, right. I can't, TikTok is not just for kids. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm not right, saying go be TikTok famous, y'all. I'm not saying go waste all your time and invest your whole time in TikTok. I'm just saying add us a little spice. For me, it's been a way to let my hair down and be a little bit more funny with my audience, which we all need. Okay. Just FYI. And so I'm not all the way there, but I'm getting there. I got a plan. Um, I got a plan. But I'm on TikTok hmm. so I can kick the tires and figure it out for y'all. That's why I'm on TikTok because <laughs> that's what we do. That's what we've been doing. We did it with Facebook yeah. and Twitter and whatever. That's why I'm on TikTok. Don't get it twisted and think Andrea has lost her mind and jumped off the deep end and now I'm trying to be TikTok famous. <laughs> I'm not. I don't even share as many videos. You're supposed to do. Some people say one to three. Some people say, the Gary B says four to eight. I believe it. Because if you do a bunch of them, um, you're going to get more hits. And they haven't shut down their algorithms the way that a lot of the other sites have. So you show up on the For You page and people's feed. And if you do it regularly, I have like 150 followers and I haven't even hardly posted that many videos. So, I mean, if you really do it, you can kill it. You can kill it like Andrea's killing it. And um and the trickle over to your Instagram page and your YouTube pages, I think is worth it. But it's also good if you kind of fall off sometimes and you need to kind of kickstart your traffic and regenerate an audience, you know, not just for the numbers and the internet algorithm, but mm-hmm. also too for your own motivation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, it's a whole nother, anytime exactly. there's another platform that has millions of people on it, it's valuable. I, I don't care looking at it like it's not valuable and there's millions of people over there they're not all bots and they're not all children so you know who does that for a living didn't already check the numbers run the numbers <laughs> see who's behind it who making money who got money where the money came from etc etc cetera, etc cetera, et cetera, okay so um yeah um have you dabbled in bitcoin at all uh i have not i've i've read up on it um i have friends who uh, bought Bitcoin like when it first came out, like not when it was like really, really cheap, but like when it first came out, and then they sold a little bit. Um, and I think it's a, it is definitely the way to go. Um, I don't know if many people know this, but the American government is also pursuing cryptocurrency. Two. Not one, but two addendums to this recent stimulus package. One went up at the House and one went up at the Senate by two, not one, two Democratic Mm -hmm. women. One was um, Nancy Pelosi 
And the other one was Maxine Waters. They both wrote addendums mm. um, outlining electric wallets and FDIC controlled cryptocurrency. So y'all, if mm. those two put two, y'all is going to happen. So um, we're not saying you should go jump into it right now because it's going to be different than you. I I, I believe that the people who are in it now, and I would love to hear your friends take on it. I've been kind of polling some of mine because I didn't do it either. By the time I believed it was anything, it was too expensive. But I believe (laughs) that the people who are in there now are probably not going to just lose all their money. I think there's going to be some type of, you know, just like with other currencies, a trade-in type of thing, probably a currency exchange type of thing. But you absolutely are going to have to get the FDIC insured crypto. I mean, it's like walking around in America with some currency that's not FDIC insured. They got some other president's face on it or whatever from some other country. (laughs) It's not going to work out. Yeah. And if the and if and if we're doing it, it's going to have to be global. So, you know, I can't share much with y'all, but you know, Daniel got some friends. I got some friends. I have been polling people and asking them. I did check in with um, Andrew Andrew Baker. He agreed. Um, y'all know he's our our um, our IT guy and network administrator. We're going to have him on here real soon too. Um, but he agreed. So you know. Yeah. That's three things. Let's have a cryptocurrency. Huh? Let's have a cryptocurrency. Let's have a cryptocurrency episode. You gonna have some people on with us? <laughs> yeah, gladly. I'll I'll have some people. I got some people. That'd be cool. Maybe we can. Do, oh, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Maybe we, I, I don't know. We'll have to talk about this <laughs> offline because I was gonna say maybe we should do like a live chat, open call, town hall type of thing. But then that cryptocurrency can be a little territorial, so maybe we shouldn't step on anybody's toes like that. Maybe we should just have an expert on who could talk about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't want to start no fights, y'all. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So okay, so you guys, <laughs> I just had to get all of my stuff out that I had to talk to Daniel about, but I, I still got you know the basic coronavirus questions because people are gonna be like, "Yeah, I didn't even talk about that." He was nice, but I mean. <laughs> You ain't read the, uh, you ain't, y'all, we got the um, CDC link on betterbeinc.org. If you ain't read it, if you're not like actually mm-hmm. reading about the coronavirus, if you didn't like go to the IRS and read up on your stimulus check or go to the SB uh, <laughs> small business website and um, small business administration website and read up on the, um, on the um, relief um, loans for businesses. Shut up. Don't talk. Don't talk. (laughs) No, seriously, don't talk at all. Because if you didn't read up on these things, you have no business stirring up fear or bitterness or anger or anything like that because folk are absolutely getting checks. I personally know in real life someone who has gotten theirs already. People absolutely Mm -hmm. are getting the business loans and with certain conditions, the payroll one doesn't have to be paid back, and the other one is a grant. So, what's wrong with y'all again? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like we are trying, people. I mean, seriously. So, so trying. Seriously, and if there is some great conspiracy behind all that, I choose to just make the most of it in the meantime. Yeah. I'm just saying. So, okay. What's your biggest pet peeve about this whole 
mass pandemic that's probably going to have us in the house way longer than anybody imagines because folks don't stay in the house. What's your, what's your biggest pet peeve in all of it? Uh, it, it's mainly that it's that folks won't stay in the house. Um, I didn't mean to ask a leading question. Yeah, it, it's crazy because it's crazy how many people don't believe it is a real thing. It's okay. It's okay. I know people. People panic. People panic, and they don't think straight. But people, you gotta. At least try and listen to reason. Like it's, I don't know. Like, I was irritated when it first started because my whole thing is like, there are certain things that I expect anyway from certain things. Like everybody at my job was panicking. Mind you, we work in the healthcare industry, and what we do is on the production side of the healthcare industry. And they're the FDA and USDA are really like strict and what they allow and don't allow in certain capacities. Um, so you can definitely rest assured, like, even uh, for, for the most part, precautions are always put in place um, just for, for an extraordinary abundance of regular things. And I'll tell you, we work literally with almost everything under the sun. Um, not specifically on my site, but like in my company, we do work, we work with a lot of stuff. Um, so like we take precautions like for protection of our employees and for our visitors. Uh, so I was just generally confused. Um, and then I had to realize that maybe it's just because I work in the industry and like we're taught to be extra. But I was generally confused how people didn't understand the concept of uh, six feet of distance, which I can get is a little steep. The actual uh, recommendation in, um, in France, I believe was three feet of distance. But, but even still, there's very few people that you should have a hard time staying three to six feet away from. Yeah. You might have to hand a cashier something, you know, okay, your spouse, your kids. But for the most part, even if you do go around other humans, what's the problem with staying three to six feet away? What's the problem? What's the problem? Right. And I will tell you, like... um the, the the issue is that the disease is potentially airborne. Um, the thing is airborne, and it is important to establish the dis distinction between airborne and aerosols. It's not explain, it hasn't yes. been aerosol aerosol aerosolized, so it's not like. Like it hasn't been weaponized. There's no. Oh, I feel you. Okay, that. I got you. Yeah. So if you stay back, then you should be okay, right? Right. Okay. So airborne is like it's being carried on like droplets of spit across the air, uh. or, like in a, or in like a sneeze across it. When you sneeze, that like it's some crazy high rate. So but wait like a minute. Sneeze, so what you're telling me is is that other than touching or you know, obvious reasons, you're saying 
that from a environmental standpoint, I can really only catch it from someone if they spit on me when they're talking or sneeze on me. Right. Right. And you have to be within a certain, you have to be within a certain distance. Like I think the reason why they say six feet is because like you should still be protected if the person in front of you has it is sneezing uh, and they cover their mouth and some like some sneaks out. Uh, it shouldn't hit you over six feet. Is why they tell you six feet, like within three feet, like that's comfortable talking distance. Where like sometimes people do spray when they talk a little bit. Um, some people are a little slobbery, mm-hmm. and uh, it it just comes out when you know. Shoot, you say and some people have weaponized sneeze. Sneezes. If y'all, if anybody ever heard me sneeze before, mine might travel the whole six feet. I don't know. You know, if I just didn't cover my mouth and if I just let it out all the way and spit everywhere, I could imagine you not gonna be safe if you not a full six feet away. Right. And like, I think it's maybe because like, so realistically, nobody should be inside that being able to spit on you distance while talking. A long enough to be able to spit on you while talking, unless you are that close to them, I suppose. I don't know how this. This is where I'm speaking way outside of my area because, like, I get other people have relationships with people different ways that I don't. But you, you would just think you would just know differently, and that maybe staying more than six feet away from someone wouldn't be that hard. I just really think that the whole world just needs to rethink the spectrum and autism and people who are on the spectrum, people who don't like being touched and don't like people in their personal space and all up on them and the nasty, sloppy, slobbery kisses that, you know, aunties and grandmothers and sometimes strangers give and all that disgustingness that makes our skin crawl on a regular basis. Yeah, we've been called weird for not being okay with. I mean, and I've gotten to the point where I tell people I don't hug because people don't know how to be appropriate and they take take it for granted. And so that's what we see on a daily basis. So it really doesn't shock me at all that there are people acting like they're going to die if they have to stay in the house because they can't get to the club because to me, that's what I see on a daily basis. I see people acting like they're going to die if they can't socialize and they will sell out anybody to socialize or be popular or whatever and so it's definitely going to require a huge interestingly enough culture shift. I would love to know we're going to have to have Chris on (laughs) y'all know Chris Adams he's going to have to come on my show because he's the culture engine man and he's the culture ship man. And I would love to know what he mm-hmm. thinks about applying all of this stuff to a society itself. Because, you know, that's my background, industrial organizational psychology. And in school, mm-hmm. we talked about business and organizations, meaning it could be a church, an artificial and social, an artificial social environment could be anything. It could be a club, a mm-hmm. church, a school. It could be, you know us meeting in a group, it could be anything. And certain certain behaviors take place in artificial social environments with humans naturally. You know, they even have words for it, storming, norming, conforming groups and, you know, how they introduce a new mm-hmm. person to the group and how the group responds and all these sorts of things that they've tested and studied for years and 
and period pattern wise humans do the same thing when you know in certain groups and that's why the government can't tell y'all everything but mm-hmm. in that the culture shift is going to have to come from acknowledging the quote-unquote weirdos who've been living this way all along and being outcast for it you know not only the mm-hmm. germophobia and the not wanting to touch people and the introversion and the working from home and the technology and all of these things that are par for the course. But, you know, before this, it was like, oh, no, you can't work from home because it's not, you know, sustainable for our business and we can't make it to the model. But now they're working from home. How are you going to take that back? Mm-hmm. So I, I just I see a huge, huge, huge shift here, but an even better shift or- if we tap into the adult autistic now i don't want to limit to just autistic people but people on the spectrum people with neurodivergence if we tap into I'm those excited. people right now huh I, i'm excited for everyone who is like okay like turn their faces up to people who like to change a little extremely <laughs> like we want to speak about the spectrum <laughs> Sorry to go off on a little tangent, but to like this is huge change for the majority of the world right now. Like the everybody is experiencing change on a big scale, and it it's kind of weird. It it is. It's kind of weird because you see people reacting to it, and like at times you want to point out and say, hey, you know that thing that was kind of a small deal that wasn't really a small deal to me? Like it was mainly because of this feeling. Like change is a lot to deal with. Change on this scale is even more to deal with. And the only way we're going to get through it is by understanding each other. And that's what this truly provides us an opportunity to do, I think. Yeah, because that's, that's another thing we had in common. Most of us kind of have, some of us more than others, you know, but most of us have little mini freak out panics with any change. You know, you've seen the right. extreme of people not wanting you to change their food, but I have it too. I don't think I don't get bent out of shape when stuff don't work out. I just... I'm 40 some years old and I've learned how to, you know, (laughs) yeah, that's another thing we have in common. This is par for the course for us. So we already got our methods and our, you know, triggers and systems and our stems and all these sorts of things that's going to get us through. Yeah. That's crazy. I I found myself, especially I found it hard to like be as freaked out about the change of the coronavirus because like one at this point, it's been going on for a month. Um, so I've kind of like, like you said, I, I have, I have my, my systems, like I rely on, like at this point I'm starting to like, I'm starting to, you know, get into, get into a rhythm with that. But then, <laughs> then like the smallest thing, like, so I, I just, I don't, I don't think, I don't know if I posted it on social media. I think Sam posted it on his social media, but I bought a car this past week. Um, and my chiropractor is changing. And those things 
just like I freaked out way worse over those things. That's enough. Like <laughs> those two things are enough to freak anybody out, to be honest with you, in the midst of what's already going on. Um, first of all, chiropractors, that's a that's a whole nother relate they have to touch you, y'all. Anytime you gotta go see a professional and they have to touch you, that's a whole relationship thing. Oh, also goodness, too, yes. um buying a new car. That's the whole um, buyer's remorse thing. There's a scientific whole thing behind that too. So that's, yeah, understandable. But y'all, then when you add any type of anxiety or spectrum, anything at all, it's amped up by 10. I'm gonna tell y'all about my little hard tech story in a minute. Go ahead, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what's going on? I'm like, what? everything's changing. I was trying to like cash out. I was like, I had to keep reminding myself that it's not a bad thing. And I think that's something like, that's what I said. I said that, like, I, I do that often, like, every, any, like, small, because, again, I do so much. I am constantly trying to progress forward and change my circumstances and all of that, and that requires constant change. So I have to constantly remind myself that change isn't a bad thing. Yeah. But I'm sure it looks mostly like I'm just, like, pissed off with the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can promise I'm not. It is... I have to remind myself, oh, this is okay, this is needed. And I think that's something that, you know, hopefully people can take away. Like, hopefully that's a skill that I want people to walk away with is, like, being able to recognize change, any change, all change. All change is the same. It's scary because it's unknown. And it's like we talked about before, like, the source of, of, of true sadness is not knowing. So that that miserable feeling that that comes with that is it's it's the unknown. Yeah. Like, so to deal with with that, uh, people are going to be able to like truly look forward to being able to like, okay, I know this has changed, and I can tell myself it's okay as yeah. hard as it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. another yeah. thing that's hard right now is I know for others and I had a dose of this before recently in, in recent years so I was able to apply the same kind of thinking and remind myself but learning how to just be and like you were saying earlier about the whole socializing thing you know but even y'all even if you're not a social person we do it too filling our every single minute with stuff and we don't take time to just mm -hmm. Do nothing and be okay with that. Play a game. Do nothing. Listen to music. Just sit there or whatever. We don't allow ourselves the time to do that. And so now that we're in a place where we're forced to, it's hard to just be and be okay with that. That's why a lot of people mm -hmm. can't sit still right now. Mm -hmm. It is different. It's different for a lot of people. Nobody got uncomfortable with that concept of, okay, what do I do? What do I do? If it's nothing, oh, you can just do, do nothing. Right? What does that even look like? You know, what does it even look like to do nothing? You know, people think, oh, I'm sitting here on my phone playing a game. That's really not doing nothing. I mean, that's a version of nothing. Step down from running around like a chicken with your head cut off doing business stuff. All <laughs> still, the nothing, nothing, that's good to do sometimes too. And, you know, during a time like this, it's like, oh, I got to go check on my, um, 
whoever so you can find a million and one excuses right now to go 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 or feel like you're needed or feel like you know but if you're not essential and somebody haven't told you that you're essential you're not essential and stay in the house and learn how to just be it's not easy we're not telling you it's gonna be easy we not mm-hmm. not yep. that's why i started that's why i started did i is that why i don't know if it was divine timing or not that's why I started doing yoga, I want to say. But I might have started a few days before all this. I can't remember. I've been wanting to do it for a while anyway. But this is the why. Because the whole learning to just be and not just, okay, great. Right. Yeah, I like to read books. I like to knit. I like to listen to music. I like to play games and all that stuff. That's mm-hmm. extracurricular fun downtime. But the whole just sitting still and just being. And, you know, another thing about being on the spectrum, y'all, and not everybody, but a lot of us. They talk about flappy hands. For me, this is what it looks like. I talk with my hands. Some people can't see. <laughs> I can't help. Oh my goodness, it's yes. what I do. <laughs> and I've learned how to do it in such a way because over my years of speaking training that it makes sense to people because it seems like a great communication style. But in reality, <laughs> I would probably just be looking, you know, like this otherwise. <laughs> um, you know, it's just real talk, you know. But you know, <laughs> you know, I have learned how to you know I've learned how to adjust that and 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 add that to Mm -hmm. what I do so all the all the things about me that are natural I've added it to what I do right but then there are some things that you know you might not like you might not like the way your heart races sometimes and you don't know why you might not like the way 50 million thoughts are racing through your head and you're trying to turn it off and you just can't You might not Mm -hmm. like the way sometimes you get angry when you don't want to get angry and all these long lists of things that these brains do that we don't necessarily want them to do all the time. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that causes us to carry around extra anger and extra baggage and extra stress and all that kind of stuff. For me, it's a nerve back here in the back of my neck. I don't know if it's related to my (laughs) injury or if it's coincidence or what, but everybody's different in that, but it gets on you some Mm -hmm. kind of way. And doing yoga for me, has allowed me to, in a controlled environment, because I don't like zoning. You know, if you're a, if you're a spiritual, old school, old world kind of person, you know what I'm talking about. But I don't, I don't do traveling. I don't like it. Yeah. I ain't never got comfortable. I don't like feeling like I'm leaving my body floating all that. I've never, ever been there. I will jump up yeah. if I feel that way. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, meditation is a serious level of growth of being okay with centering my mind and my body to a place of quiet where my arms don't feel the need to be flat. That's extra special because yoga is not just stretching. Like you have to sit there in the pose and focus on the breathing and you know, your inner and if you're spiritual, then you focus on other stuff and whatever, but Mm -hmm. that is real different for me. And I feel some type of way afterwards that I can't even begin to describe. I feel taller. I feel bigger. I feel more liberated. It's, that's what tapping into mm-hmm. your self can do for you. So, you know, games are mm-hmm. good and music and all that, but sometimes you have to turn everything off. Yep. Always we grown, y'all. Life. <laughs> we grown in a way in this group, y'all, with the likes of Daniel Chapman and Andrew D. Smith and um, all the wonderful people that we've had on the show, Tara Simpson, Dr. Tara Simpson, I mean, y'all, Lee Grissom, we're growing in such a way, it's better than any program I could have written. 
It's better than any collaboration of speakers I could have brought together. You can go back for years and listen to these interviews and Daniel's going to come back again. I hope I'm sure very soon I'm going to twist his arm too. Um, <laughs> I like to keep him as part of my series, whatever I'm doing. Cause I like his perspective. Um, yeah, Daniel, you bring, a, you bring a very broadly, wait, uniquely broad perspective to the conversation. So I like to have your input. I always enjoy chatting with you. You know, we could do this all day, but I'm sure he has things to do, y'all. <laughs> Stay home, y'all. He said that's his biggest pet peeve. I've been seeing yes. hilarious memes about the cross mingling of the gloves. That's another kind of hilarious one, y'all. Oh, that's my always goodness. been a pet peeve of mine. When you oh, see somebody goodness. and they serving your food, but they got the gloves on and they serving your food and then they count up the money with the gloves and then they scratch their hair and they do all this stuff that has always been pet peeve of mine. The fact that people are doing Bless it now. You. Like, huh? Um, my, well, bless you too for saying that. <laughs> but Sam just sneezed. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Uh, I am actually running. Somebody must have heeded that warning on social media because now there's a shortage of gloves and we have to be careful of how we use our gloves at work. And just so everybody knows, I work with some stuff I probably should keep gloves on for when I do. And I am big on changing my gloves in between tasks because I've worked in quality assurance for five years. So that that's a big pet peeve of mine too. When I worked at Royal Farms, I when I did was I was a food service manager. I was very strict on how we handled the food and everything. It was I, I'm a big person on gloves. Y'all, so like, it's just trifling. It really is. It, it's <laughs> trifling for you to be snobby enough to think, oh, I'm going to the store. I don't want everybody's germs. I'm going to wear these gloves. But then you're going to go touch the door, touch the produce, touch your nasty money, touch the counter, touch all over the food, do all of that stuff. Then go get back in your car and drive with the gloves on. And it, mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah. <laughs> wash your hands <laughs> how about that let's wash your yeah. hands let's wash your hands please <laughs> it's much more effective let's wash your hands wash your hands and stay at home <laughs> please I love y'all and let's build up your immune system you guys um, I told y'all about the cleaning stuff y'all know I don't take a bunch of stuff I don't take a bunch of supplements and pills and stuff I try to just eat right I'm not as good at it you know as I used to be and whatever so I do know about these they have women's supplements for those of us who are getting up in age they have um, men's supplements they also have this immune booster supplement y'all and a lot of people right now y'all you need to get your immune system up especially if you know you haven't been eating right and if you catch cold or drop up a hat I'm just saying even after this quarantine is over let's get our immune systems built up let's stop thinking it's you know, what's the word? What's that word, Daniel? Not clever. You know, growing up, our mama would have said, oh, you think you smart. But that's not the word. It's some type of little clevery, smug type of thing where, you know, this it's not ignorance. People know that what you're saying is true. People know that they should do the thing it is you're saying. They think it's clever and cute and funny to defy it and not do it and then even laugh about it. And y'all, it's time out for that. That was cute back in the day yeah. when you was 
you know, eating ice cream and thought it was so cute to be like, Andre gonna kill me. No, I'm not, first of all. Uh-huh. But <laughs> but second of all, if you uh-huh. ever thought it was a time to take your immune system seriously, now's the time. Y'all don't look at all these food porn pictures on the internet dripped in cheese and all that. Y'all, they're not telling you on the internet that candida is highly linked with everything else we talk about, respiratory issues and all that, but it is. I don't care. They can never come out and say it. That's my story and I'm sticking to it. I'll take it to my grave. And I bet you <laughs> come on the internet, you'll see other people saying the same thing. Sanjay Gupta says sugar is bad and candida is a thing. But Sanjay Gupta mm-hmm. said that. What do you think a candida infested person is what's going to happen to them when they come up against coronavirus? Oh, yeah. I'm not food shaming, y'all. Can. You can eat whatever you want to eat. I'm not going to think no less of you. I'm just saying mm-hmm. maybe less of blaming the government and the man and more taking responsibility for our own actions. Is that right. a good way to say it? I think that was beautifully put. Daniel. Hmm? Give them your links. Tell them where to come find you. Okay, the music, y'all. The music. <laughs> First, the music. <laughs> Because it's good, y'all. It's really, really, like, rocking. You know, like, you can jam out to it. So oh, check out you. the music on... Tell me what the name of the website is. I got all of the saved, y'all. So I can call it. Uh, Spinrilla. Spinrilla, y'all. Spinrilla is what you think. Y'all know uh, I Actually, I have, uh, I, have, I have two songs on Spotify, actually, now. Oh, that's right. Um, the last yeah. time we talked... That was going to be coming, but Mr. Daniel, I haven't seen no Spotify song share links. What's up with that? Yeah, I kind of did all that right when I went uh, media dark. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, I'm going to have to get that up. Uh, I will be posting those on my social media later today, actually. But yep, I have uh, songs on Spotify uh, about... Oh, there's nice little storytelling songs. I like so Congratulations, Daniel. So for those of you all who are listening to this mm-hmm. podcast right now on Spotify, I'm going to figure out how to link and whatever so that you can just <laughs> jump right on over and listen to Daniel's music. For the rest of y'all, go oh. listen on Spotify too. Apple Music, if you have Pandora Premium, you can go search it on there. Please get it on the streaming services. Pandora too? <laughs> yep. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very, trying, very cool. Trying, moving. Yeah, those well, are the you know, big projects. Going media dark's not so bad when you're rolling out stuff like that, Daniel. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's a huge, that's a huge, um, that's a huge thing, y'all. I don't know how he did that. Don't ask me. I'm not a music person. If you want to figure out how to get your music on Spotify, y'all gonna have to call uh, Daniel, send him a message, let me know, ask a question in the chat, come on, ask him to do a follow-up, and maybe we'll have him come back and do a whole segment for musicians yeah. and get their brands going, because y'all, yeah. he knows a lot about that stuff. Yeah. Renaissance, Renaissance 2020 is happening regardless. <laughs> it's happening. Look, so. You're, so if you're passionate about music, let us know. Oh, Andrea said that if enough people show interest in joining TikTok, she'll do a TikTok engagement group like the ones she does on Instagram and Facebook. Y'all, this is a marketing <laughs> professional. She is a beast, y'all. She is a bad, bad 
marketing professional and she uses social media in such a clever, vicious kind of way, y'all. I'm telling you, y'all know I don't talk about marketing people. I mean, you can see how my Instagram has transitioned since I since I met her. I learned, you know, I learned, I mean, I knew about Instagram grids, but I didn't know how to do it or what to use. I learned about that from her. I followed her lead. I had a couple conversations with her. I won a contest and I listened to what she had to say. And then I went and created my own stuff. So I'm, you know, sharing the love, you guys. And I did her little Instagram challenge. I have gotten plenty of new followers and all that kind of stuff. And we asked her to come over to TikTok and she did because she had already heard about it at a big conference she went to. And she's doing exactly what I thought she would do. She is leading the way and she is showing you how it's done. And she's teaching TikTok a thing or two while you're playing. So she said, and she don't need y'all to come over there because, like I said, she already got 800 followers and it's only been a few days, okay? But she said that if we have enough interest, she'll do um, an engagement group over there similar to Instagram and Facebook. And so I was like, well, I will go back to TXL and tell everybody because if you got business, I don't care what it is. If you got a following or you're trying to grow a brand on the internet at all or you get this renaissance thing that we're talking about and you're like, how can I do that? I don't have no artistic skill. I don't sing. I don't dance. I ain't never acted. I don't want to. I'm telling you, TikTok will be your uh, Juilliard. Mm. That's a bold statement, ain't it? TikTok has me doing things I don't think I'm good at. I never thought I would do. <laughs> the editing features that are built into the app allow you to look good. The whole thing that's built on limp sticking. You don't have to be able to sing, but if you can sing, that's even better. I, I cannot say enough, y'all. So show some interest. Shoot us a note, tag, comment, and let us be able to tell Andrea that we have this many people. So-and-so said they were coming. We got this many people. She said if just a few people show interest, and y'all help me. Cause I, oh, yeah. Yeah, come on, help me. Let's do this. Let's, let's you know, show back love to Andrea for that awesome, awesome episode she did the other day and for the love that she has shown to TXNL already. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter what platforms, y'all, that we use. As long as we move as a network and we support one another and we make waves wherever it is that we grow, that is go going to allow for whatever it is you're doing to be able to grow. So I want to put that out there. Okay, so we're going to spin really, y'all. If you're not on Spotify, but if you're on Spotify, we're going to jump over and we're going to listen to Daniel's music. And we're also going to share it. We're also going to tell a friend, please. Okay. Then we're also going to go and shout Daniel out on LinkedIn. Yeah, add Daniel out on LinkedIn. He's on, Dan on there as Daniel Chapman because on LinkedIn, you can talk about people's skill sets. And Daniel just gave y'all some insight into, golly, what? We talk futures. We talk finance. We talked, golly, we talked relationships, we talked uh, money, we talked technology, <laughs> we talked science too. And again, he's a microbiologist. So y'all got some good word, guess what? You can go give him shout outs and recommendations in all the areas that he just talked about. We showing love during this time, y'all. We going deeper. Mm -hmm. We're spending time doing random acts of kindness because you can't go and volunteer at the shelter right now, but you can go on the internet and you can show love and random acts of kindness and reciprocate to people who are willing to share their knowledge and their time with you. So the next place we're going to go visit, oh, and then you're going to go over to, um, you're going to go to sugarfreecoaching.com because you ought to have that handy. It ought to be like saved in a tab somewhere. <laughs> or if not, you can get it right here off of Facebook from my page. But go to sugarfreecoaching.com, click on refers and click Amazon. Daniel's books are right there on my list. 
probably at the top. Um, it might be a few more that I read recently, but they're hovering right up there at the top. These two really great children. So just get them, share them with your children. Give them out as gifts, y'all. They're, they're affordable and they're adorable, okay? Um, you can send them out to people. Um, don't forget to ask for, um, can you find a four-leaf clover at Charles, second and Charles, right? Yes. Okay. Please. Oh, and then <laughs> y'all can go read his stories on Medium? Yes, no, no, no. vocal. Vocal, sorry, not Medium. Scratch, I said that, great platform, whatever. Vocal, y'all, he has got some really good stories and poetry over there, too. So y'all want to talk about Renaissance? Renaissance. <laughs> Renaissance. Do we have a wedding date yet, sir? Uh, December 4th, 2021. We're getting closer. We got a date, y'all. December 4th. That, okay, I'm about to mark my calendar. Thank you so much. Congratulations. <laughs> and um, Daniel, so like, we could play, oh, we could play your music. No, we can't. <laughs> Can we? Um, how does can. that work? How does that work? Um, I'm gonna have well, to do some research. Yeah, we'll figure that out. I don't want to violate no copyrights and nothing like that, y'all, because then Facebook will take the whole <laughs> dog on the video down, and you know, and then the podcast platforms will too. So I can't mess nothing up. But we don't well, do no. that. Well, we my song, the songs that I have on Spotify are on Facebook too. So I don't think, I think. Well, well, wait, what you mean on Facebook? You mean in the Facebook music player? They should be, yes. I have not actually checked Facebook. Get out of town, Daniel. (laughs) And I haven't even played with that that much. Um, But I'm familiar with what you're talking about because I did, when it first came out, I added a few songs in mine. But I don't know how to put it in the, I don't know. I have to do some research. Well, now that we're here, we're going to figure this thing out. How about that? So for the rest of y'all podcasters and, and, and show hosts and all that sort of thing, we're kicking the tires. We're going to figure it out. And, um, you know, I'll always share what I learned with y'all because that's what it's all about. Daniel, do you have anything? Did I forget anything? Anything you want to leave with the people? Uh, no, this was truly random awesomeness. Aww. you're the bomb i appreciate you so much and you know hope your family is well and happy and safe and no sending problem. good vibes y'all's way and you know if y'all need anything we're here for you same all right brother podcast people we appreciate you for joining us and you guys daniel is here in the group so you can still comment and send him messages and stuff like that and he'll be able to see them um and for you podcast sweethearts i appreciate you all for joining us as always for this random awesomeness series and thank you so much daniel chapman for being with us you guys go back and listen to all of his previous episodes as well and get to know daniel and support his work around the internet because remember you heard it from him first y'all it's a renaissance and it's your opportunity to have a piece of it Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, somebody just said they were about to start a book. Mm. Nice. She's, um, uh, she, 
she is a human champion she really truly is she's a champion she does so much for other people and i'm so excited hi terry beautiful hey beautiful camilla y'all feel i feel like y'all i feel like i just had a party with all my friends i really do <laughs> like all my homies are right here on this i'm so honored wow i love y'all so much Thank you so much for gracing us, Daniel, for sharing your heart with us. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. Y'all, we'll be back for another episode next week. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you're listening from in the world, whatever platform you're listening on, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Living Sugar-Free Lifestyle Show, Andrea in the Morning. This is your host, Andrea Raquel, the social entrepreneur and sugar-free coach. And today's episode is writing business. And our special guest is Lee Grissom, author of KLS 9, Saber 6, and soon to be released, Eden 1, which I'm very anxious for. I'm so excited to have her on today. Ooh, if you guys have not read or listened to this book, you definitely need to add it to your reading list. It is awesome and amazing, and you know you want to read it before you get around to watching the movie, which is going to be coming soon, I hope. We're going to talk to her about that and more. I'm very excited. Um, Leah's uh, been a social media friend for a little while. She's very supportive in the writing community, and she's just a brilliant artist and creator. So please welcome Lee Grissom. We'll be right back to talk to her after the break. <laughs> 